a Shishkin Productions podcast. What's up, Chris? No cold open because of the writer strike, right? Right. What? <laughs> Hey, what's up, Sizzlers? Welcome for another episode welcome. of Sizzle Welcome Real. from. Welcome for, I said. <laughs> uh, don't, don't get it twisted. Welcome for. Welcome um, for. It's a weird one You're today. welcome for us being here on a Friday evening uh-huh. uh, so that you can listen to our content. 145 of these suckers. All right, seriously? You know I, mean? Jeez, I was listening to a dude. show today that I like called The Sloppy Boys, and um, they're actually on 140-something as well. What? So I was oh. like, wow, that's kind of cool. We're aligned. We're aligned. Yeah. We're aligned. Um, maybe we'll, uh, one of them lives in New York. I know that. So we can maybe oh. try to get him on at some point. Okay. Uh, maybe around episode 300. I think we just need to build <laughs> We're not up. even halfway there. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think we need it. Matt King is texting me right now at 7 30 PM and he's, he's coming up in a little bit on Ooh, the show. Okay. We're at the Matt H King Memorial podcast arena and we are ready to bring you another great summer of sizzle episode yeah well i was just gonna say it's it's not just any episode it's a summer of sizzle episode oh yeah that's which, right which means we have a guest we're you know we're not gonna bring our guest on yet that's we, right. we got to get through our our bullshit our spiel yeah so uh, chris why don't you start the spiel the social plugs before we really get into it of course well we, we have a captive audience <laughs> we are at sizzle real gang on twitter and instagram we are sizzle real gang at gmail.com send us an email we are what are we sizzle real gang the website.com that's it yeah, yeah i think it's new and improved i was still. there earlier today oh wow i'm, I'm there every day it's my homepage. that's <laughs> smart that's really smart because it keeps on getting more improved by exactly. the day exactly I'm, I'm keeping tabs on it and of course we have the sizzle, sizzle real cold, cold line, line. oh my god it's so cold oh uh, can I remember it? It is 332-333-4361. Call in. And that line, I'm going to tell you, has been blowing up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. I, I mean, you, you just said it. We, it we were really going to get to it later. So I'll tell you right now, we, we have we have two voicemails in the queue. We're only going to get to one today. Okay. But uh, this one is from our, in a lot of ways, our boss, our good yeah, friend. It's true. Um, every, every client is a boss. A bit of a, I would say the in a way, the the father of this company. He's the catalyst. He's for the sure. catalyst. He's, he's such a fucking catalyst. Yeah. Um. It's Matt H. King. He left us a little voicemail that I got to be honest with you guys. I had to edit it down because <laughs> it was just far too long. He left one, and then he went on so long it just cut him off. And what? then he left another one where he was like, Is "It must have." Limit- it must have cut me off. I don't know where I stopped, but I guess what I was trying to say was blah, blah, blah. Isn't the so, limit like three minutes? The limit is uh, definitely three minutes. Yeah. And so I think he just kept talking. I don't know what the fuck he was right. doing, but he's monologuing. He was, he was monologuing. That's for goddamn sure. Um, and now I'm going to have to look for it on my computer. One second. I finally found it. Through cool. the magic of editing, it sounds like I found it right away, yeah. but I did find it. I mean, it. it was pretty quick. This, to give you some context, he's talking about the writer's strike. Again, I had to edit the shit out of it. So okay. We're in for a minute, so, you know, strap in and listen. All right. Strap on. The bigger issue is that the streaming companies fucking stocks for the past year or 18 months since rates have been going up globally have been getting fucked, right? Their stocks are down by like 50 or 60%, and they also have backlogs of content like have you looked at fucking netflix or amazon prime there's literally hundreds and hundreds of hours of unwatched shows but 
Like, they're fucking psyched. They're psyched to not have to spend money right now because they were going to cut production anyways. So to them, this is like a favor. Also, some of their terms are fucking stupid. Like, you know, as far as AI, like, AI is going to infiltrate all the industries. Like, you know, the, the language models are unstoppable. That said, like, of course, worker solidarity, but, like, I'd rather see the UPS drivers strike and fucking get paid. I don't know. I just don't feel that bad for writers, personally. That's it. Listen to you guys talk about it. I don't know. It's getting a Sacramento airport. That's all I got. I feel like he only uh-huh. calls us ever from airports. <laughs> he's, right? always, he's always at an airport, dude. He's always he's such a fat cat, and he's always traveling around, and he's got money, and he's yeah. anti rider. I mean, yeah, t- 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 typical landlord take, you know. <laughs> I know, isn't it? <laughs> but um, I mean, he's got he's got something going on there. He's ta- he's she's right. I mean, AI will come for everything, and the parts that I cut out were him basically saying like, you know the average writer makes a much better living than your average UPS driver. So that's why he would rather see UPS drivers striking than like a writer and stuff like that. I mean, a UPS driver striking uh, that, that that fucks my life up. uh, Here's what I'm going to say. If if the reason, if Matt listens to that goes, you took me out of context, you fucked it all up. Don't leave a fucking five minute voicemail. (laughs) Next time, sum your point up in 30 seconds. We'll play it and we'll react to it. But um, we got a lot of writer strike shit coming up. Let me go ahead and introduce our guest because I know he was over here fuming at some of those takes. Um, but we got the one and only Windsor Jewel. Windsor, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you, big fan. Glad um, to be on. Windsor, you got a uh, you're a part of a podcast that's mm-hmm. also on the network, Feminine mm-hmm. Features. You, Sully, and uh, Jenna. Yes, um, this is a synergist. Yeah, dude, one. we're just out here. You're you're in your mm-hmm. current your seat. This mm-hmm. is where when I come in, this is where, that's his. He oh sits yeah, in that so one. so he's just comfortable. This is yeah. like home. Yeah. To Sully me. sits there. Oh wow, I think mm-hmm. I'm the Sully. Jenna of the show. sits there, and then mm-hmm. I usually leave my laptop here, yes. <laughs> so people feel bad sitting there it's like you're there yeah pretty much i'm my spirit is here um and they also record in the matt h king memorial arena mm-hmm, that's true usually they lounge it up though you they think turn, so oh, you, you turn everything off you they turn, turn the lights on, on. oh yeah. yeah oh okay they don't like the buzz dead silent stuff. i mean i don't like the buzz either we but. turn on well, the, i just don't like i don't like any of it we turn on the buzz we turn on the air conditioning <laughs> we turn it all off. Yeah, this we need is the nice. ac though we yeah. need it um, Windsor, you want to plug anything real quick before we actually get started? Because I also, I want to hear you react to what the hell Matt was saying. Uh, feminine features at Fem Features Pod on the Shishkin Network. Um, it's one of the greatest podcasts in the world. Do you want to uh, describe what it is briefly? Yeah, of course. Um, it's a show where we discuss chick flicks. Uh, we do uh, 12 movie seasons. We all get to pick a few. We have some fun guests, some actual film critics and TV writers. And one time Alexi. One and time I was one on One time it. Alexi, yeah. One time I talked about Titanic. Yes. I uh, I really just jumped in there and went for it. I was like, you know what? I've never seen this movie. It's the longest movie I've ever heard of. And I, so, <laughs> Did uh, you watch it on VHS so that you could switch to tape I two? Was, I had two VCRs queued and two TVs and I like... Start Seam- right seamless the, seamless transition it yeah, was like it was, you were editing off uh off tape back in pretty the day. much yeah that's what i was doing it was a fun episode though i had a great time i'm trying i'm trying to come back on the show at some point oh best but of luck we got to get me and chris back on the show at some oh wow point. you know what i come mean on down. okay we'll, we'll have to bring us i got an i can hook up another mic somehow we can figure it out we'll crossover oh, yeah. wait so Windsor, what do you think of uh matt king of writers know, yeah matt king's writing television on the strike well you know i used to deliver mail for ups Okay. Oh. Um, and I was extremely well compensated, and I try wow. to I try to write, and nobody's ever paid me anything 
for that. So I interesting. <laughs> I you, you have the uh, what's it called? Like the the, the experience, the lived experience uh-huh. that is the total the, the, opposite. The perfect guest for this. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Matt, now you know. If you got any other fucking uh, but, concerns? But call no, of again. course. Uh, unite the workers. Everybody needs to strike. Yeah, I mean, we're going to get to a little bit more Rider Strike stuff. Before we do that, Chris, what have you been up to this week? Uh, this week has uh, been a it little... Ju- it was July 4th week. So we yeah, yeah it dinner. was July 4th week, and it's also su- Summer Fridays. So yeah, so we, we worked two days this week. Um, yeah. It was fine. I did some Intel stuff, right? And uh, yep. I think that's about it. You know, I just, I just did some Intel notes, and like I, I went through an interview about... Uh, uh, about benchmarking, benchmark benchmarking, tests. benchmarking memory and stuff like that, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, basically overclocking. Yeah, one yeah, of those, close one of those technical. They, they all kind of get because we're we're always working on these projects, and there's yeah. usually three or four going at one time that they they kind of blend together. Yeah, That's, and I will say for any clients that might be listening, the summer Fridays <laughs> are like if if there is time to leave, we leave. Yeah. So, however, if we need to be here. We're here. Yeah. And today I was I was here all day for. Yeah. And for reference, we've tried to do this to I think this is the third summer that we've tried to do this. And this is the first summer Friday that I actually didn't go in. But I stayed yeah. late yesterday so that I could take today off. There you go. And now here you are. So you're PM. here right now. Right. Right. And, all right. Pretty, pretty late. Um, I was prepping for the MLS All-Star shoot, I think. We're still crossing our T's and dotting our oh, I's. Yeah. But hopefully gonna go to dc in a couple weeks i've been kicked off the team you got kicked off chris unfortunately has to run the ship you know what i mean like uh the titanic like (laughs) i'm the captain i'm the captain who went to bed and chris is the Uh other guy who ran the ship into the fucking uh iceberg yeah that's gonna be me probably oh geez don't worry it's already headed it's it's headed that way (laughs) at a a very fast pace Uh, um we i was uh we were also helping a little bit with the leagues cup another mls (laughs) thing coming up doing some graphics for them sure so that is yeah, consistently former just former guest going, of the show going, Loopy going. Dupe working on Loopy that. Loopy dot Dupe on Instagram. Where he's going to come on uh, sometime in August for the trend, trend forecast. forecast. That's okay. right. He's got to he's got to check in on how he was doing, mm-hmm. um, in his uh, in his trend predictions in January. And another, I'll give you another little tease. Next week, we're checking in on our uh, our um, what are they called? Uh, January New Year's oh, resolutions. We're I checking don't even know mine are. I know I haven't done any of them. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes. Um, you have a week to do <laughs> to do them. <laughs> this feels like like college, just doing all my work at the last minute. Yeah, do all your New Year's resolutions in one week in July. <laughs> Learning to cook in five days. Yeah, Hell yeah. Um, what have you been up to, Windsor? Me, me just started a new job outside of it's my first non-entertainment connected job. Oh, wow. Okay. Working in the real workforce insurance auditing. Oh, yeah. Riveting. It's uh, it's horrible, but, you know, in your standard kind of work way. Yeah. You yeah, were I mean, um, you were working at a for a while at, at Adorama, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right now, cameras got laid off a couple months ago. Bummer. That's when, well, you know, the, all of entertainment's shutting down. Yeah. For reasons, you know, I would strike about. Yeah. Were I myself in a union? Have you yeah. been to any strikes yet? Me, me on. have not caught a strike because oh. of the new job. There you go. That makes sense. Mm. Um, I was apartment hunting as well. That's not related oh. to work mm. at all. Yeah, well, we're just talking. Here. I might be moving to Ridgewood, baby. Really? Ooh, might be back Ooh, back to nice. Ridgewood. Ooh. Trying um, to hang out at uh, Aunt Jenny's. 
Yeah, maybe, maybe I'm, I might be living right near uh, what's it called the um, the park over there, Grover Cleveland. Oh yeah, oh, it's like legit across you're, you're the like, street. I might be across the oh. street from the soccer field, so I might get to go play soccer every nice, day, which would nice. be nice. That's sick. pretty deep in Ridgewood too, right? I know, man. But you know, it's like I'm, almost fresh pond. I'm a deep guy. Okay, pond <laughs> as fresh as fuck, boy, boy. Um, Chris, you put in here strike update seven seven. What do you got? Walk uh, us through it. Yeah, so picket us through it. I just wanted to give a quick update. Uh, specifically on on the SAG after strike because I think that uh, last time we recorded we didn't really have an update. Uh, so we know on June 30th that is when their current contract was going to expire. Uh, however, SAG after did agree to extend the time for negotiations until midnight Pacific on July 12th. So once this is released, we, we still have a couple couple of days to find out what's going to go on. Uh, so it, I, to me, it, it kind of signals that SAG would really prefer not to strike, mm-hmm. right? If, right? If they're extending the debt. That's even, what that seems like. Yeah, even though they, I think like 96 or 97% uh, uh, voted to authorize the strike, they they still don't want to do it because, I mean, obviously you don't get paid if you mm-hmm. strike and it, it, it opens up its own issues. Uh, but yeah, that to me is a good sign that it will get done. I'm curious how many, how many times it can keep pushing this date though. I mean, I know this is only the first time, but I mean, they must be close, right? They're definitely, it seems like they're, it seems like two things, right? Like you said, they don't want to strike. And also it seems like the producers are like talking to them. Yeah. So in my opinion, it's like, it's a, you keep, you keep the writers or sorry, you keep the uh, actors, then you're good. You know, the writers are going to be in trouble. (laughs) Who needs anybody else? Huh? Who needs anybody else? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's the people who are going to be on the screens. I know um, the DGA was talking to them to get them to stay. To who? To the to the to the SAG. SAG yeah. Huh. Yeah. Well, and DGA got their shit figured mm-hmm. out immediately. They never even got to the deadline. I don't think. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just saw another article here from Deadline. Uh, coincidentally, but uh, from Deadline, that's talking about how the Writers Guild East canceled all of their scheduled pickets for today because right. of the heat wave. Oh wow! So, um. You know, canceled because the heat wave. I know they've been canceled because of the smoke as well at some point earlier a few weeks ago. Wow. Global warming um, is fucking up the strike. Yeah, dude. It's a bummer. And then the comments, of course, are like, it's a normal city day. If you don't have there, you don't care. (laughs) I mean, okay. well, I don't know. I I have mixed feelings on that because, yeah, it's hot. It's super hot. But it's like this every year in July in New York. Like. I uh, I mean I was playing soccer. I'm, play, I'm playing yeah, soccer after yeah. this, but no, at, no, at night, I mean at night. Fair enough. I, right. I play softball. Like come yeah. on. I um I, I got, had to play softball shirtless last week. Wow. Due to the humidity, and that to me is a crisis. That is the two softball didn't happen last the show. summer. That's wild. Yeah. Um, I I do have to say though, like I'm not I'm not feeling good about. The writers, the writers no around. well it's gone um, uh, so long well we're what about 60 or 70 days in now right mm-hmm. it started on may 2nd i think and uh there hasn't really been updates either you know mm-hmm. like after that that first couple weeks it seems like they're just not talking to each other or i mean the producers aren't threatening or anything like that <clears throat> studios are no silent you know? and you know and i part of it does go back to that I guess what Matt was saying, you know, there's such a backlog of of anything you want to watch yeah. is there. Like, yeah, okay, there's not new stuff coming out, but 
there's the last 25 years of television are at your fingertips. It's so different from like the 2007. Sure. Sure. Um, well, you, you know, what's funny. There's I'm, I'm again looking at deadline here and they have something uh, from a anonymous Hollywood post producer. So the editor's note reads as part of deadlines coverage, they want to give voice to other Hollywood workers who are impacted by the work stoppage. Um, and an L.A. based post producer said, quote, what we went through uh, during the pandemic will be nothing compared to the hardship we'll experience if SAG and WGA are both on strike. Because um, they basically say, you know, last time around, I was yes, I was broke uh, and I was in a lot of credit card debt. My credit card rating took a big hit, blah, blah, blah. Like life was hard. However, we had some safety nets. We had extended benefits. We had loans. We could like figure things out to some sure, extent. Sure. Whereas here, he was like, we're going to be on our own. We're going to have nothing. Uh, the industry, as we know, the industry we know and love will be changed forever and not for the good. Yeah. So that's and then kind of brutal. Then they're going to start coming after the corporate clients and then we're going to be in trouble. Well, I was going to say, I mean, it's sort of, it's sort of like that. It's yeah, like, yeah. you know, things kind of trickle down in a way like hardships trickle down that is uh profits do not no, uh, no. but mm -hmm. like that shit floats to the top oh yeah always. well that's surprising the problem weird. it's yeah. weird it gets cut off on the way down how I does that know, happen I how does that happen um i uh i was gonna say like it's the same thing with you know film tv used to be not considered like something that's desirable right yeah it was, it was film it was, and then it became yeah, yeah. tv but then it was like oh commercials aren't desirable either but then it was like oh commercials are actually fine like John Hamm will do commercials and you're like, they're what? the only thing that'll make you any money. Uh, yeah. And yeah. so, but now like everyone keeps getting squeezed lower and lower and like, yeah. who, who's to say that corporate stuff won't be next on the, on the, on the radar. I don't, yeah, I personally don't think it will. Yeah. I, I mean, think, I think next up is like YouTube and social and all that shit, sure. but eventually I, corporate stuff. Yeah. My thought was more that like all these displaced, uh, filmmakers will just use their talents to make high end videos for, for corporate clients. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and we'll face more competition for for the kind of work that we do. Right. That, that, make, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, another thing is kind of goes hand in hand with like this is more like a talent thing, uh, talent kind of getting into industries that normally aren't supposed to attract like top a list talent. Yeah. You put a, a thing about Bradley Cooper inking a multi-year podcast deal with iHeartMedia. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, um, this one just kind of like surprised me. I, I, I don't really follow podcast news like that. I just happen to have a podcast cause I'm a 30 something white guy. Um, <laughs> but he's, uh, I guess he is going to, he has this, uh, production company called Leah Pictures or Lee Pictures, L-E-A. Mm -hmm. um, and they just signed a multi-year deal with iHeart Podcast, which is iHeart Media's, you know, podcast stuff. Right. Um, so it's going to have a bunch of different shows, uh, including something that uh, it's called the Good Stuff Podcast that already debuted earlier this month. And that's Bradley Cooper's first, his company's first audio project. Mm -hmm. So... So you're telling me we should sell sizzle reel. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, and he's going to be the executive producer for all of the shows that they're producing, which 
you know, it, it's like, I, so what, I mean, he goes on to say that like, he really wants to just like share stories, like real stories that, that, uh, resonate and motivate people, whatever, you know, the same thing that they all say. It's yes. like, oh, yeah, we're, yeah, we're yeah, storytellers. Yeah. It's yeah. like, <laughs> don't we have enough of that already? Um, I just love how the opening line is he wants to bring us new slate of quote, like you said, real people telling real stories. Yeah. What are, where are we? Are we fake people telling <laughs> it's, fake it's stories? Hilarious. I used to, I used to work for a, a, a nonprofit called Real Story real people but it was like r-e-e-l stories r-e-a-l people whatever it's like such a it's such a trope you know i'm sure it's gonna be fine fine is like the main word i can use to describe it i don't think anyone's really gonna listen to it i think your bradley cooper super fans will listen to it yeah i think if he can get a buddy on who's close with him who can drop like a quotable viral thing right it'll blow up for some things i've said it a zillion times on this it's like anyone can just do it it's really pretty fucking easy to make yeah. a show all you need is a microphone but that's I, why everybody does it yeah, yeah exactly well and i know that you've talked about this before with like conan getting into it and immediately being huge like yeah right when you have that sort of cultural cash already or cachet i don't know yeah, i never know right depends how french you are yeah, yeah of course uh it's wet. <laughs> everything is just oh, so la, much la. easier to, to get a foothold in an industry. And it's like at this point, we're not even in that like 2019, 2020 podcasts are all the rage. We're we're in that post podcast, you know, yeah. whatever. Uh, and now he's getting into it. And I th- honestly, I, I don't know what people's listening habits are with podcasts, but I think he's going to do fine because he's going to have a giant company behind it in, in iHeartMedia yes. and he's going to have all the money he needs to to market it properly and get it on the front page of well, I don't I don't he's, know. He's Does iHeartMedia put their stuff on pro- Spotify? Pro- they must. I they must. Know. I don't know where the fuck yeah, it's going to go. Do they? Yeah. I, I don't know where it's going to go, but the point is for me, like I've always said, the most important part is the people you can get. Like the, yeah. book, the booking is what's most important. Right. And if it's like, hey, Bradley yeah. Cooper, man, shit, Bradley Cooper could do the show could be him doing a 15 minute Zoom call where he just like listens to what the guest says. Someone will come mm-hmm. on. You know what I mean? He doesn't have to even like. Well, I don't even know if he's going to be on well. air talent or not or right. if he's just producing it because yeah. I, I doubt he's going to be on every single one of these shows. But he's been in Hollywood and been a star for over a decade. He yep. has connections. It's going to be easy for him to to convince people to to go on these shows and they're going to have success because of that. And, it, you know, on the one hand, it's like good for him and good for people who want to hear real stories from real people. Yeah. Uh, but it is a little bit like disenfranchising, I guess, where it's like, you know, you, you can work really hard and put out 145 episodes of, of really good content. Oh, yeah. And you get 17 listeners a month. Yes. And then Bradley Cooper is going to step into the I game. I would and, rather have our 17 dedicated, amazing, beautiful Sizzlers. Oh, of course. Than a million Bradley Cooper fanatics. Dude, if we actually had want, fans, I would get stressed out. Bro, if iHeartMedia. I, I am afraid of that. If iHeartMedia approached me with like a million dollar deal. I would turn it down. Yeah. Yes, dude. For, uh, for the sake of the fucking Sizzlers. <laughs> I, w- I am like real salt of the earth type motherfucker, bro. Damn. I don't. I'd I'm sell not out for sell like out. $5,000. $5,000. Mm, lower probably. five hundred. Would you do 50? Would you do 100? I'd do 100. Okay. I, I, have, I, have, I actually have a hundred dollar bill at the desk. Well, you already so own us, so that's fuck. Kind of cheap. <laughs> I, is that a, is that like an infinite money hack? Uh-huh. Yeah. Just keep paying myself yes. somehow. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. That's cool. I'm glad for him. I think that's very sick. Um, let me jump completely into a different world. Sure. Uh, actually, into post production. Uh, Atomos 
apparently released a thing called Atomos Edit. Oh, really? It is an NLE that they are now trying to to, to build. Uh, it's in beta. How often does that happen? A new a new NLE yeah. completely? Not very frequently. No, I mean, Da Vinci every, every few years. Da Vinci sure. kind of has recently moved mm-hmm. into that. There's a lot of like lower tier editors that seem to pop up, but none that gain any real traction. Like mostly, they're they're kind of budget options. I'm sure they still work fine, but they're yeah. not like corporate. You could you could use them you could use them for like corporate shit. It just the thing is once you end up in an ecosystem where you have to inter like uh, interface with others, then you right. kind of have to be working. On yeah, it, it probably it usually takes an NLE like years of proving that they're like good, reliable, and offer something that the other NLEs don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like DaVinci Resolve is working on that right now, and they're de- definitely gaining a, a foothold. But even Adobe Premiere has been around forever, but it's it still struggles still, to unseat Avid. Uh, yeah, when composer. it comes to the when it comes to the really big projects. Yeah, yeah. Because right. usually once you're in, you're in. Like they're yeah. not going to want to fucking switch. Like switching your NLE as a big company is so much work. Are you really? guys Adobe only? Yeah, yeah. Um, I started on Final Cut Seven back wow. in the fucking day. Wow. Oh, I got to school the year they were like, never use Final Cut again. Yeah, good. yeah. Final that's 10, a great Final, Final Cut. Just 10 don't even out. think about it. You don't. I never, never touched. Yeah, it. you use Adobe or do you yeah, use solely, solely use Adobe. Adobe. I, I learned to have it in school, but oh wow, I used it professionally. No, I've never used Avid. Period. There was one time I downloaded like some Avid Light or something on my laptop because I was like, I'll learn it, and I was just like, No, nah, I'm not. Nah, I liked it. I mean, I got it. Yeah, it I seems... get why if you have like a giant workflow, you would want to use it. Yeah, why? Why is that? Oh, it just it interfaces really well. It's just of, like the multiple working on multiple things. Yeah, working things. on multiple things. I mean, that's it. It's kind of designed around it. Yep. Um, yeah. So Atomos, like Atomos. I, I've only ever known them as the company that makes monitors that yes. you attach to your camera. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I honestly don't know if they make additional hardware, uh, but I have I had no idea that they even make software at all. I was not aware either, but it seems like this thing is Atomos Cloud Studio seems to be kind of the idea. So they've got the, you know, the video sources that go to Amazon. Oh, wow. They're they're calling it. They're calling it uh, Atomos Edit is like a Gmail moment for video editing. What the hell does that mean? So, yeah, exactly. Find That's a computer, a sign in, and edit. No need for oh. physical storage, software installation. Uh, I'll believe it when I see it, and I, I don't know if I believe it. I mean, yeah, like, again, Atomos Cloud Studio, right? The video sources Cloud. feed into Atomos Cloud Studio. From there, you can stream, you can edit, you can do any camera-to-cloud frame I.O. integration. Uh, same with also camera-to-cloud from Sony. And you can do, like, I guess... There's beta live production from iPhones, iPads, and something like that. I don't really understand what the fuck this flowchart means. Sounds cheap. But I don't know if I believe it. Uh, $50 per user per month. Oh, really? It is it is fairly... That's just as expensive as, as the entire yeah. creative cloud. Yeah, I mean, it's probably... I guess the, the difference is that you don't need to... It says you don't need to worry about losing a drive, sending footage to editors, or developing a system for client review. It's I don't trust all the cloud. built into the ecosystem. Why don't you trust the cloud? I don't trust the cloud because it's uh, their servers. You know, especially if you're editing something like that, you yeah. want to be in charge of your own data. And especially, there's some random monitor company starts asking for all your stuff. It's not. A, I don't trust it. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. I, I wonder mean, how many people are going to. If the writer's strike has taught us anything, we should be wary of giant evil companies using new technology. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, how evil are Atomos, though? Uh, who knows? They're, you know, they're monitored people. I don't know. I, um, I would be interested to try this. I don't know if I would ever trust it, though. I'm with you, I think. Yeah. I would not want to, like... Especially, like, a cloud-focused software. I'd have to hear a lot of really good things. Yeah. Um, it seems like it would be... Here's where I think it would shine. They have it, like, in the, in the demo, kind of... I haven't watched any demo videos about it. Um, but in like the demo images, it's like someone in like, like a real professional setup where they have like the little, you know, the, the color thing with the three balls that you move <laughs> around. They have that. They have like two monitors. They have a laptop. They're like working on supposedly a big, bigger thing. Right. Uh, I don't see it being used like that. I see it being used for like really quick turn, like social shit, maybe. Yeah. So then you don't have to worry about like drives and stuff. It's like you shoot. Yeah. You have great Wi-Fi, it goes up, you edit real quick, and it's and it's out. I mean, I've definitely been on sets with like really, really hectic file management. Yeah. Drive so, management that we would, would have improved by using well, that kind of stuff. The the part that is throwing me off is the no need for physical storage part. Yeah. Yeah. What where does the footage live? You shoot it from your iPhone and then immediately edit it. It's like, remember when we were working with uh, Kyle the, that one time and they would do camera thing? to cloud, right? It would go right from the camera. Oh, that yeah. workflow sucked. Yeah. That workflow sucked because we didn't have like the right. It was in a crowded like soccer stadium. So the Wi-Fi was trash because it, there was a lot of interference. That's why I'm saying I think it's specifically is good for like really like it's good for really specific instances. Yeah, right? I like get if it. You have a quick thing to shoot. And like you're in a place with that's controlled and you have great Wi-Fi. But then at that point, it's like, why build a whole NLE? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm personally not a fan of it because I haven't seen any of the camera to cloud stuff actually work well yet, or at least not yeah. consistently well. Um, and especially if it's a quick turn, if there's any hiccups with new technology, I mean, it can really fuck you over. I mean, it, and it has for us before. Mm -hmm. I just, true. I'm just not convinced. Like they claim that you're going to be able to upload large files uh, very, very quickly. And I just, I don't know. Like I, I, maybe if I knew who was in charge of their cloud storage a little bit better, I would trust it. But it, I mean, it could be Atomos themselves building this cloud server for the first time and they've, they've never really done something quite like this. So mm. I don't, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't put any, I wouldn't trust it at all until it's been proven for years in the industry. Honestly, I would, uh, I would try it. I think it would be fun to try. I would try it on a, uh, yes, for not, not yes. a money project. I agree. I agree. I think, uh, our boy, uh, the edit emu should look into this yeah. with his new company footage first footage first.com. Go check it out. Uh, he should look into this because, I mean, part of his thing is that it seems to be like about cloud based yeah. editing and stuff like that. Not, yeah. I mean, not necessarily editing in the cloud, but sure. transferring footage from mm -hmm. place to place. And like, you know, this might be a natural synergistic fit, if you know what I'm saying. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of all I got for this week. I think we should jump into our main segment, which we 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 kind of we kind of went long a little. We bit, did, we did, but, but maybe we'll do one topic each or something. Yeah, you got you got any final thoughts? Ones on any stuff that uh, happened in the news this week or anything? Um, Are you ready to crash the boards? Shout out to labor. Shout out to labor. <laughs> 
That's what I'm saying. Moms oh, love it. Moms be saying that. <laughs> it's true. Right? Yeah. I, I mean, don't, I, I, don't I don't know they, if the shout outs are right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's supposed to be like one of the most painful things that can happen. Yeah. But it's goddamn rewarding. Yeah. It? Yeah. I mean, we're we're Depends all here. Thanks to mom's labor. Shout out moms. Shout out moms and labor shout and all out. that. Um, okay. Let's get into the main part of the show. Crashing the boards. We're doing it. You guys know how it works. We pick some comments. We or some, uh, you know, comments, questions, whatever. And yeah, we kind of riff on them. Um, Windsor, I'm going to let you kick it off. I'm going to let you start it. You had two. You, you want had... to talk about yeah, my we... childhood enemy? You want to do that? Oh, of is, course. Is that the Twitter of one? Course. I mean, the Honda Fit. I don't know. Is that the how many Twitter one? Here, I'll, let you, I'll let you intro what this is and give us some, right. some context All right. on it. So when I was a child, right, I took the bus to school. Are you familiar with the concept? Taking the bus? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The no. yellow bus? Oh, yeah. We used to ride know, the bus together. Bro. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, ride the nice. bus for like an hour. Yeah. They, let you, they let you play the radio? Sometimes. Uh, depending on who the bus driver yeah. was and like what time. We yeah. got the worst radio station in town. There was the edgy radio station that would like play the Nicki Minaj versions, verses. And then there was like the worst. 100.2 The River. That was the lamer. <laughs> radio station that the school allowed us to listen to oh, of course so we were always got the about. edited version yeah, yeah we got the best we didn't get fly 92.3 oh no and you got uh, the kids bop radio exactly I well remember, uh, that's the way to put it 93.3 that was the one that was like the edgy one I think oh planet radio planet radio yeah, yeah well then it like, became uh, then there was like some complications where like they switched frequencies with the country station then they became like 107.3 or something yeah. but uh fun fact in tony hawk's pro skater 4 there's mm-hmm. kona skate park which is in jacksonville, jacksonville. florida mm-hmm. uh and there is a, a little a little tag graffiti whatever in the park that says 93.3 orbit radio so they, they didn't call it planet radio but there is a planet radio shout out in thps4 somebody from jacksonville actually worked on the game yeah 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 i need to add that to my, what i learned last week okay do it yeah. um Windsor, okay so you were listening All to right. kids bop radio yeah and <laughs> there was a child film critic who we would listen give opinions on movies and you know i've always been a movie buff my on podcast about movies. yeah oh and he would be like here's a movie report for kids and then tell you about what movies to watch as a child. Oh, it was a kid, I didn't realize kid telling that. kids what to, li- what to right, watch. Right, right. Okay. And it's they like were a, like so fucking charmed by him. He would go on the news and he would plug his. Was he a local kid to you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. He, he grew up across the river. I'm from Albany. Oh, okay. Across okay. the Hudson River. And uh, very local. Um, and Is that I, mean he was from Vermont? No. Oh, sure. No. There's a, there's a little chunk of New York between the up. two. Oh, is that by the Ausable Chasm or whatever it's called? No, Ausible not Ausable. No. No, not even. I don't even know what that is. A little bit. No, everything's upstate to me. It's uh, Troy. Troy. <laughs> I'm lucky it's when I don't say Albany. <laughs> Albany. That's what I thought it was called. Albany. No. All right. So you're from Albany. Albany. And this guy, this kid, this child, this little child, gave movie reviews on the fucking radio shows, and they were awful. He was always like supporting every Pixar movie and every movie I liked. He hated. And I was like, who is this like nine year old I listened to on the radio on my way to high school? Wait, so what are some of the examples of ones that you like that he hated? Movies that I like that he hated. I don't know. Anything like swearing in it. Cool. Uh, Pixar ones are good. Yeah, but then he would like, he like wouldn't shut up about how to train your dragon. And it's like, oh, this is not yeah. a, why does he think this is a masterpiece? First yeah. of all, it's DreamWorks. I will, exactly. Well, actually, all those movies are really <laughs> I like good. That movie. I like that They're all really good. But um, I, you know, I would then go home and watch Apocalypse Now and be a very intellectual. Yes, yes. I like what? dumb right. stuff. He would, you know, he, I he's to be not. 
character. Nine. How's he gonna? He's not gonna understand. But he he now. wasn't nine. Oh, he wasn't. Nine. I learned that he was my age okay. once I got out of high school, and so I, this child that I thought was a little kid, yeah, was my age, supporting all of these movies I saw as kitty. Wait, you know, how, Shrek Four, Puss in Boots. I don't understand. How Puss old were you when this was happening? I was I was probably 14, 15. So he was 13, 14, 14 15. pretending to be nine. But. He wasn't pretending. He just sounds, he just sounded like a yeah. nine year old. Oh, I see. Okay. And he was yeah. the kid film critic at like 15, 16. And yeah, eventually, saying Apocalypse Now is bad is not a good take. No. Yeah. So no, I'm not, not a strong you. one. I mean, the one that he really hates is Inception. And he, he cut his teeth on disliking Inception as a child. Interesting. And he was on like Good Morning America and stuff. Lights, camera, what? Jackson. Yeah. That's so lame. That's wild. Yeah. Listen, he was who's like this person? What's a local name? celebrity. Lights, camera, Jackson. I met okay. him. Okay. I, I, you know, I'm a noted fan, but. Oh, wow. Okay. Hmm. Uh, but we're not here to talk about his professional work. We're here to talk about his personal politics, Oof. <laughs> which That's I'm not a, good thing. a fan of. Well, he's uh, I mean, like, we did learn he's from upstate New York. Exactly. It's not going to look pretty. From good old Albany. Mm-hmm. Albany. <laughs> Albany. And uh, so I, I've been following him for many years. He has a YouTube channel. It's somewhat popular. He comes up on the internet all every now and again. He insulted Amy Schumer once. Oh, well, <laughs> and she who asked, like tweeted yeah, back that, at him. That, that's fair. He called I like, her. I don't. I like Amy Schumer. He met her. Well, so he has this whole thing like where he goes up to every celebrity he meets at a film, uh, uh critics event, event right? Because he because he's a part of the Film Critics Association of America and like does whatever he can to meet any celebrity, and he'll take a photo of them. And he had one with Amy Schumer, and he said, um. Spent last night with Amy Schumer. I'm sure not the first man to say that. <laughs> That's, That's actually, actually pretty, hilarious. Pretty funny. No, no, no. She he's like not it? funny. But she <laughs> didn't like it. He's how a little shit. Nineteen year old. How does she feel he about the joke? He fucking sucks. She was like, "Oh, I'm sorry that I took a photo with you when you were hanging out with your fucking dad." Didn't even Wait. look at me when I took the photo. She had like a great that, that joke is fine with me. I'm not mad no, at that one. No, no, no. He's That's totally horrible and sexist. Would Amy Schumer would, yeah, she definitely would make. She that. just got mad that it was at her expense. Why did she get mad? Absolutely she not. Did Absolutely. She, get mad she got mad because he's a little shit being sexist and calling her slutty for no reason. That's half of her whole That's bit. Her bit. That's, That's her bit. That's her bit. Yeah, that's her bit. Yeah. He's stealing her bit because he's got uh, the, 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 iffy the part, view on pop culture. I don't. I don't think that that bit is necessarily like super fucking cringy or anything. I think what's cringy is that like he thought he knew her well enough to do that joke. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. He yeah. asked her for a photograph. Right. Yeah, and then right, acted right. like like where they've been long. He was friends exactly. like he's at that level. Exactly. Yeah. And calling her slutty and she was joke like, itself. Kind of and she insulted his dad, who's, of course, now a major figure in the Lights, Camera, Jackson boards. Oh. Oh. Um, who's dad? Her Lights, Camera, Jackson's father. Oh. Um, okay. She insulted him specifically. Jeez, um, the lore is deep I met here. the guy once. The well, I, this is like crazy. a years long session. Okay. Um, this is uh, what's it called? The uh, the canon. The canon. First, of all, I mean, my my big issue is like I don't I don't I can't really respect a critic who has just like always been a critic and never like worked in film. Yeah, or exactly. Anything. Exactly. Like, I, he I doesn't think, know how anything is made. Yeah, I, I could give one flying fuck what this guy has to say, but I mean, yeah, he's continue. not even like he's not even like a film critic. He's never worked as a film critic. He yeah, just has yeah. a YouTube channel where he does the bits that he used to do on television, mm. and he like gives like a letter grading to whatever movie based on how of, he feels about. That's it. kind of like all being a critic is. I now. mean, he, he he calls himself an Emmy winning film critic on his it's a on state his Emmy. Oh, it's a local Emmy. <laughs> I, I'm a, yeah. I have a state Emmy. Yeah. I just love how you know. <laughs> I know everything about this guy. Well, it's been like you know, a decade. I will say, this is kind of a bigger philosophical question, but like, 
does being a critic even mean anything these days? Because Absolutely, like literally, of course. it means more than anything is, ever. But, the, but it's so easy it, to it, publish. more than it ever has. It's so easy to publish anything that yeah. you want that like it kind of is all meaningless. Like it, it, being a critic used to actually have cachet. I say cachet. Ooh, uh, hey. it used, to, used to have cachet. French is because ooh la la because it had <laughs> like you i've said this before but it costs money to buy a record or it costs money to like go to the movies like now it's like you can yeah. just watch anything on netflix and it doesn't really matter what anyone thought of it you know to me it's more important than ever because it's about how you use your time you know you want somebody that you can respect who's willing to take the time to go out and watch the things that you don't want to watch and tell you what you would like and so that's why i think you know you diversify yeah. you create a whole new class of critics where everybody picks the own the person that they respect mm-hmm. and their opinion Mm-hmm. Tells them what they should watch. Yeah. Instead of having to like slog through this endless streaming backlog that we were talking about. Oh, yeah. yeah true. And then, you know, that's the kind of person who will make the argument for new media. My favorite critic is Rotten Tomatoes. Score. <laughs> uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Audio. Dude, you're such a uh, whoever uh, you're speaks such a to you. Whoever speaks to you. <laughs> My favorite critic is. Um, uh, Kevin? <laughs> Probably. I don't know. Like, he's the only person who tells actually, me about movies. That's true. One of the Sizzlers, Kevin, tells me about movies. Hell yeah. That's uh, it. That's the only person I hear about movies from. Okay. So, this, this motherfucker is, is out here saying yep. whack shit to Amy Schumer. Well, Next he's thing like, you know, he's, he's a grown man Emmys. pretending to be a little boy. How old is he now? Pretending to be a grown man. How old is he now? He's 24 years old. It's my age. Okay. Yeah. So, he's got to fucking cut the, he's got to drop the act. Exactly. And he never, he never changed, yeah. which to me is like a beautiful. You know, he fought in the face of adversity of becoming an adult man. Um, <laughs> Michael Jackson, like, there's a lot of there's a lot of different ways to go exactly. with that. Exactly. Right. So I mean, exactly. I will give him credit. Like, marketing to to children is such a great way to make money. Like, just it being no being like having YouTube content yeah. for children mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. they'll just like aim, aimlessly I think, watch. I Chris, do you know what that is? That's an idea. He didn't have that. Uh, didn't have that. He Chris markets to nobody. Guy. He markets to me. <laughs> he markets to you. Just you here. Just you, me being like, what only the fuck fan? is he doing? <laughs> He markets to people who are stunned at what he is doing. He is no children don't like what he does. For some reason, he gets. I love this. He gets interviews with every major animation director, and every he has. I don't. I don't know, like if they're fucking with him, but like he gets no views, and he only. But like for some reason, he must be the only person on the film critics for kids list at whatever agency is putting these people out for yeah, press weird. tours and so he's doing zoom interviews with like some of my favorite writers and directors it's like really yeah like who uh he did off top on, uh tim spot. story once okay um who's tim story tim story is the guy who directed the tom and jerry movie okay oh, all right. yeah Alexi um, loved that. I loved that. Yeah. I mean, but I'm a Tom and Jerry stan. I watched like, like every every Tom and Jerry when I was a kid. You're, I mean, you're not kidding. He doesn't have like a, a user base, really. He has a little over 2,000 subscribers on YouTube, and he has a little under 10,000 followers on, on Twitter. Uh, like, this is attainable. I've got an idea, Chris. My okay. gears are turning. I'm the idea guy now. All right. I think for Sizzle Reel 200... It's the showdown. Oh, yeah. We call them, you know, how they had the Lincoln Douglas debates. <laughs> we have the Jewel Jackson debates. Oh, my okay. God. Where Windsor and Lights Camera Jackson have a debate live <laughs> and you and I moderate. I, I would actually really enjoy that. And it's oh a power God. hour. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it always a power hour? You got you to gotta have a couple of beers. <laughs> this kid um, never so, drank in his life. Uh, so, well, not for you guys, me and Chris. <laughs> <laughs> me and Chris in the audience, you two are stoned. He's so. got Jay Baruchel here. All right, so so to 
the the whole reason we're bringing up lights camera Jackson right is because no, of a specific be a tweet. crashing tweet? the boards at all. No, no, yeah. no. Yeah, yeah. Let's get back to the the tweet. What's the tweet? Oh, there it's there it is. Anyway, so you know, usually he flies under the radar. It's just me being like, how did he get Jay Baruchel on here? Like, what's going on? And uh, just this last week, he posted hashtag Joyride, new upcoming film, is embarrassingly incredibly unpleasant. Like most modern adult comedies in quotes he's always hated uh swearing in movies just heads up okay it's raunchy he's gonna love sizzle he's a little kid pretending to be an adult man but he's now an adult man who is pretending to be a little kid pretending to be an adult man (laughs) (laughs) so ridiculous he's a he's a he's a man who's pretending to be a kid pretending to be a man It's like a, it's like two kids. It's like Tropic Thunder, right? Kind of. It's like two kids in a in a big old overcoat, you know, stacking to the shoulders. But then you take it off, and it's actually one man dressed as two kids. Exactly. Dressed as a overcoat. (laughs) Like what? That's so bizarre. Unbelievable. And he's still doing it. It's beautiful. Sorry, Joyride. Before you before you read it, what is Joyride? Joyride is a new upcoming raunchy comedy with an all uh, Asian female main cast. It's got Stephanie uh, Shu, who was just nominated for an Academy Award. It's like girls trip yeah but but asia yeah with i mean i would not put it so crassly well well, you know i'm trying to wrap my mind around (laughs) okay for for reference it's rotten tomatoes audience score is 86 percent. so it's a good movie yeah yeah yeah. i I can't wait to go see it yeah uh joyride is an embarrassing incredibly unpleasant like most modern adult comedies it's raunchy simply to be raunchy forgetting there has has to be humor attached and there's none of that objectifies men targets white people all shock value <laughs> look at me attitude how you can't objectify men or target white people look at like, me, it's like, actually i'm saying literally you cannot it's like actually <laughs> not possible to do that because they are the we're the like i you mean know, come on it's the, there's there's such a thing as a power structure when you actually are the one who has yeah. the power you cannot be objectified he's it's like saying physically impossible because you're punching up uh, right. he's saying hey, objectify the, me all you want i love being objectified yeah. of course me? what man does it but for me i'm saying this this is why i don't value critics is because like this? i don't give a fuck this what that guy has to say about child this. you know what i mean this, this man, child, man stuck with his youtube channel yeah who like I like doesn't know how to move forward. I don't from like my this is this criticism. Is just, this is just my take. I don't think that this dude matters at all. <laughs> yeah, like, it's nobody a, thinks that this dude matters at all. But I think is why would he? I would write like okay, say I went and saw it and I didn't like it. I wouldn't write like I would just be like ah, that wasn't for me. Like you know what I mean? Because I, I say that a lot about movies. I go, yeah, that's ah, so just not you for me. should not you be know? a film critic. No, I don't plan to be. I yeah. don't even like movies. Maybe, maybe this is like he, he's the next in line for the the right wing grift, where he cra- yeah. gradually gets into like more controversial shit and well, gains that following because there's a lot of money in grifting Republicans. This is what I wanted to talk about. <laughs> there is, there like my my two ways. If I ever like really just wanted to make money in a scummy way, yeah. I would sell shitty like Trump merch or whatever merch yeah. to uh, to conservatives, and I would make shitty animated whatever's for youtube for for kids to watch on on repeat yeah yeah but well, because, I mean, because kids are stupid kids and republicans first. are stupid <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong you're not wrong <laughs> but at least there isn't a moral culpability to entertaining children yeah. usually yeah yeah well it depends on what you yeah. do yeah. well okay so what's what, my take like i said final take on 
that tweet is that this this guy is a is a jackass and i don't really care what he has to say but i would love to have him debate you on social media. well he's been flirting with this kind of republicanism for many many years and i think this is the first time that he's really come out with a they targeted white people yeah that's and like, crazy to say so what was the reaction the reaction was horrible i mean it's tw- 2094 quote tweets the director uh responded to it saying like glad to hear that we objectify men and target it's white such a people. bummer that like it's probably his most engaged fucking piece of content and mm-hmm. that so it's gonna make him like maybe think like oh yeah i should do more well, that's, of this. my favorite that's reply. the magic of lights camera jackson is that there is no bad press because he just he's been desperately uh, hunting for any sort of attention he's just trying to stay relevant but he's always been like fairly hated i mean i'm not the first person to make <laughs> so, this observation someone said you're the reason kids should never be encouraged <laughs> exactly of course absolutely i I think uh well chris what's your what's your kind of final take on this lights camera jackson uh drama uh i mean my final take is that who fucking cares like he's clearly a nobody and i think we're giving him more attention than he's probably worth but yeah, I, agree. I i mean i uh, i haven't seen the movie you know it's hard to say maybe, maybe it does objectify men and target white people all shock value oh, okay. look at me attitude okay, okay. the right, look Chris. at me attitude and <laughs> he objectifies white people it's just he's, he's yeah he's just mad to see asian women in a movie well i mean my, my bigger yeah that's a part of it my bigger issue is that he's not actually like like criticizing mm-hmm. the film like, the, mm-hmm. the film yeah mm-hmm. he, he's criticizing like the fact that there's asian people yeah. in it yeah. like he, he doesn't talk about you know like the pacing of the movie or, yeah. or the composition of the shots or the story that's being he's basically told. just saying like i he never get offended by swear words and i yep. don't like asian people like, yeah. oh well dude that's not a movie that's not a film review my boy yeah <laughs> and that's why he's so easy to take down because he's never ever gone into the movie he's never had any like beliefs about filmmaking or anything like that let's soft plan sizzle reel 200 i you would verse lights camera jacks i met him Let's fucking do it. And had him sign some children's books that he wrote. That would be so sick. I think that would be a really cool idea I for would 200. Wait, he melt. wrote a children's book? Yeah, he wrote a children's oh, book uh, wow. for my very rocky book. Christmas. It came with a complimentary rock. <laughs> oh, was, I thought it was about the film Rocky. No, no, I would. Well, you would think no. Um, the complimentary rock. About, this guy literally is like like garden variety grifter. Yeah. Like literally every right. single thing that you're. But no, nothing's it. working. Grift status. That's why I like it so much. Just because he's, he's like a way harder worker than me. Uh, but probably harder working than me too. But he's he's getting nothing out of it. Okay, I have to go in like a few minutes. So let's let's keep crashing the boards because I I don't I guess this is technically a crashing the boards. Oh sure. Sorry, um, I didn't mean to bring up my life. No, no, no. Good. I, I, I thought it was hilarious. I had no idea that this was even a thing. I thought that it was like a random tweet you saw. I didn't know that it went that deep. Well, but I know there was a whole lore. I was disappointed by his racism this uh, time around. Well, yeah, oh, I mean, man. Makes sense. Losing respect, um, Chris for it for um, an idol. Do you want to go or you want me to go? Um, how, I say we only pick one yeah, from each of us. How much do you like yours? Um, I could take or leave them. Okay. Well, uh, I'll start it off. Uh, this one is from r slash editors on Reddit. It is titled, and this is from today. Wow, this is fresh. Uh, <laughs> certified. Yeah, certified fresh. 86%. <laughs> um, they, they say, first time editing for a client and I'm overthinking. They say, uh, like, should I do this thing or not while editing? Does this look good or not? And due to this, I can't even focus. What should I do? First, 
first of all, he needs to like be a little bit more specific, but things uh, about what yeah. what is going on. Yeah. Uh, but I just wanted to talk about because I think that we all get this like whether and it doesn't even have to be working as an editor on a client uh, a client's uh, project yeah Yeah. content piece content piece Um, (laughs) I mean it can be anyone's like very first job or like you know anytime you're in a new situation and you don't really know how to proceed yeah um Just yeah, yeah. what what are your experiences when you're working for a new client do you uh, do you get stressed in a different way not really um, not anymore, at least. I don't know. I guess I probably did at some point, but it wasn't ever stress. It was almost just like, let me do the job. And if I don't know what I'm doing, ask the questions that help me get the job done. Sure. Like, for example, if it was in I'm re- when I was way first starting out, if there was like a, I was doing, I was supposed to do a type of video that was already existing on that platform or whatever, right? I would go, can I see an example of a previous one? And then I would literally just watch it and be like, okay, cool. I need to do exactly this. Like, oh, they show like these close up shots of this thing first. And then they show like a graphic that talks about this thing. And then they go to the wide shot. Cool. I'm going to paste mine exactly like this. Yeah. And you just parrot it until like you know how to do that format or whatever. And now I think I'm just confident in my decision. So I don't get stressed about that shit. But um, this person seems like they're very very new yeah they seem very green uh windsor do you have any experience with anything like that well i'm just starting this new job doing something i've never done before and it's a lot of that a lot of the asking questions a lot of uh trying to fill out the edges of what you're supposed to be up to but editing it can always be a huge problem what uh just like trying to like suss out what the pace of the project that somebody's trying to look for like what the style is what kind of graphic you're looking for it's easier when like you're not starting it from scratch you know like when you have a template or something to go Mm -hmm. off of but when you have to do it from scratch it is it can be kind of hard um what's the last when's the last time you edited something for like a new new client god oh my i'm extremely green i uh probably during the pandemic okay i edited these little videos about teachers um just saying uh have a good time in high school to these middle school students and that cool. was so it was like little graduation videos. little graduation videos and that was you know just like asking what type of pace do you want but that was for a friend yeah yeah, yeah. but still i mean that's sometimes working for a friend can even be mm-hmm. more fucking stressful than like well, working for a client yeah luckily she's unbelievably overly prepared and pretty much had it all set up in a document for me <laughs> it's like yeah why didn't you just do it yourself yeah, <laughs> yeah. well because maybe she didn't know how, right? You no, know? she knew how. She was just looking to give me work. Okay. Shout out to her. Shout out Let's to her. Fucking go. Yeah. Love that. What about you, Chris? Uh, you know, for me, I, I I have gotten that nervousness a couple times, but it was never like, it was never that paralysis by analysis. Like, I don't know what to do mm-hmm. with this edit. It's like whenever I work with a new client, especially if I would like physically be there, you know, before the pandemic, um, I just worked much harder like I worked at a much faster right. pace um, so that if I am doing something wrong then we could address it like super mm-hmm. super early but I you know it's the same thing that Alexi said for me it's uh, if I have a template if they have any other videos uh, that that I can base it off of then I basically do exactly that and that, that relaxes me a lot yeah. um, you know 
a couple people in, in this thread say something similar, you know, watch something for inspiration, look at the cutting patterns, steal, borrow, emulate. Yeah. Cause mm. I mean, that's kind of what it is. Like we're, none of us are reinventing the wheel with editing. We're just, we're just editing the damn thing. We're just making the decisions. Yeah. And you know, if we're not there the first time, that's why there's a V2, a V3. My, <clears throat> for me, the, the bigger stress when I'm working with a new client isn't the cut itself. It's it's more like the communication with the client and and managing expectations and just just dealing with all all the I don't know if you would call it back end stuff, but all the mm-hmm. things that aren't editing because the editing part is the easy part. Right. I know the program really well. As long as they shot everything that needs to go in this, I can make a piece out of it, a content piece. Content piece. <laughs> That's a fucking that's that's the new way to call them, by the way. Just, okay, good. Know. Good yeah. to know. Yeah. Don't call it a film anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a content piece. Con- long form. Yeah. Long form content piece. Yeah, but I mean there there's nothing to it but to do it, right? Like mm-hmm. you that's what editing is. It's a series of making decisions. Every single cut there is, every single uh sound bite there is, the music, everything is a decision that you're making. And not every single one of them is gonna be the right decision. So you just got to start making them. And then yep. then as a collective, we can all figure out which were the wrong decisions and fix them. Yeah. 100%. I mean, mistakes are the number one thing to learn from in that situation, especially if you're working with a new client is like figuring out what they need through mistakes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. One thing but, I always bring up as well is like very, I don't want to say never, but very rarely will the person who's going to watch the cut remember every single second of everything they shot yeah it's like just use whatever you think's best and like then if they ask for something different just put it in there like you're they're never gonna be like where is you know if you if they ask you where is this thing a lot of times during the cut then you fucked up you shouldn't be fucking up that bad mm-hmm. um chris for my crash on the board i'm actually going to use your other one that you pulled because sure. I, th- I like it more than mine yeah um it says does anyone else ever feel peer pressure quote unquote from watching your footage i've recently started cutting a lot of content for cannabis companies and cannabis media after spending hours upon hours staring at cool shots of people smoking weed i found myself wanting to smoke weed i end up stepping out for a joint then i can barely function at the computer not the good vibes i saw on screen only stress about trying to remember which dumb little shot the client wanted to add in to this cut Anyone else ever been peer pressured by the video they're working on <laughs> food commercials, some dumb product that starts to look cool, etc. Um, well, first of all, my thing is I, I'm with this person. I cannot edit high. I think we talked about this last week. Yeah. Uh, one of my first ever gigs was working on this music video. Uh, we were, were editing like a real me and uh, our, our boss, Joe Nana. We were editing a reel for a company called 1500 or nothing, which is like a production collective. They do mm-hmm. music production. And um, one of the people we who was there, like in-house videographer, is this guy named uh, I don't remember his fucking name, but I'm sure that uh, Joe remembers. But it was some guy, and he, he was a kid. He was a kid. He wasn't a guy. He was a kid. We were kids too. We were like 21, probably 21, 22. And he was like their in-house guy, and he was always smoking, like in the studio, just blazing up time after time. Like literally, when he wasn't not smoking when he wasn't smoking he was rolling so like he was always smoking just chain smoking the whole time and 
it really sucked because he couldn't help us out at all. <laughs> like he didn't know like where anything was and he kept off. Yeah. We were like, dude, we don't want to smoke. We're here to like get the footage. But um, that's that's just a side note when it comes to food. You know, I'm very guilty of that. Yeah. I mean, if, if I was watching hours of cannabis videos, I wouldn't smoke at work. I would smoke when I got home. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't I don't like being high when I have to do anything yeah. like for me smoking pot is i'm just gonna sit on the couch watch tv play video games whatever fuck out fuck around on the internet i don't yeah. want to have any responsibility um i, feel like I, if I, I have work- edited high like you know like tree fort sure that's like yeah. so, sometimes at the end of the night i've had a couple drinks and i smoked a joint with tyler so i'll edit it high and then i wake up early the next morning and i fix any mistakes that i think i might have right. made but i do work so much slower yeah. Um, food though. Absolutely. Yeah. Food's different, right? Cause like weed, I don't even, I could work on a weed thing all day and not want to smoke. I'm just, I mean, I'm just not, that's, I'm just not that kind of guy. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, uh, it is, um, food is definitely, yeah. With food, it's like if I'm working on a taco thing, I'm eating tacos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I we've done tacos, we've done pizza, we've done ice cream, we've done like bodega food, and every single time, I want to eat that food. Yeah. Like it's just it's just constantly on your mind. It's Pavlovian. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm trying to think of other things. What do you got, Windsor? What do I got? Yeah. Things. Anything about uh. Anything about that sort of idea of, of peer pressure from something you're doing? Maybe for you, like it would be doing the show, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. Do you ever, are you ever like, damn, we just talked about this movie and now I want to go see this other movie or something like that? I don't know. I'm not I a movie shot, guy, so I don't know. I shot a Wu Tang Clan music video for um, the, to get Kevin Durant to come to the New York Knicks, which didn't work. <laughs> and we were on, we were definitely, trying to play as much basketball as we could as the grips working on that oh yeah because we were we had a seven foot guy pretending to be kevin durant and he had a little helmet on with the camera on it it was a, like a terrible rig it broke like the whole time and uh pretty much any any free second we could we were playing basketball wait because you just you know you you knew about this? i don't i don't know if it was a specific one i just remember all like the knicks videos on Twitter, I think this was when he came to the Nets, right? Yeah, yeah. I just remember that the strong push from from the Knicks to get it, and I don't know if I saw that specific video. I mean, we were one of like I heard at the time we were one of like seven teams, and we had like pretty much half the rap rappers in New York. <laughs> exactly, on our exactly. Team. I don't. Yeah, so I don't know if it was Wu Tang or if it was someone else, but I was absolutely seeing those videos trying to recruit Kevin Durant. Well, the the Wu Tang claiming video never came out oh it never came out okay because it was like this was so bad we wrapped and maybe 20 minutes later he went to the nets but that's so it was incredible oh that sucks yeah it was for all for nothing it was one of the best projects ever worked on i was high (laughs) (laughs) i um you know being on set that's i didn't even think about it didn't think about that at all because you were like you were playing a lot of basketball because it Mm -hmm. was a set that was i guess about basketball basketball that's kind of when we did all-star last year uh, anytime I do an MLS thing, if I'm like by the field, I'm yeah. like, oh, I want to play so bad. That's yeah, true. Of course. So I mean, we we did that. Uh, 
we did the flip which is a show about sneakers mm-hmm. and i had i had to buy myself some some nice sneakers that's like, true i got into sneakers after that can't get on set yeah. looking, i did the same thing ready. with um when i worked on sneaker shopping i was exactly. like you know what i kind of want to buy some sneakers well yeah i mean you kind of like learn about some of the history behind it the culture mm-hmm. behind it and you're like you have this newfound respect for it and you think certain things are cool that you didn't think were cool before and you want to be a part of it i don't know when i was Absolutely. doing beauty videos i didn't buy myself any fucking uh foundation or anything. Oh, you should have. That's on you. My shit's looking looking (laughs) dire right now. Um, Uh, I guess the other thing is uh, the one thing that that doesn't really... I'm going to buy some benchmarking applications. Like Treefort, okay? Treefort is... But that, that you joke about the benchmarking applications, but like when I watch some of those, I'm like the other day, I remember I was telling you, I was like, I might get a gaming PC, honestly, because yeah, these yeah. look kind of nice, but it's like, no, I'm not. What am I talking about? <laughs> um, I need to snap out of it. You know? But <laughs> like Tree Fort, um, I don't want to go really to the shows. I just like pop in, I'll shoot and I'll leave because I don't really want to be at the show. So yeah, I mostly want to interact with my friends and like bullshit. Um, and then like when I film, we filmed this one thing in Greece one time and it was like at the beach and never was I like, I want to go to the beach. I was like, I want to sit in the shade and eat uh, food and like drink coffee. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's very, it, I think being on it, set it depends on the content, right? Being on set, you're way more likely to like want to participate in whatever Absolutely. is happening. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. When you're when you're smelling those mm-hmm. that that pizza or when when you have those well, those Jordan ones like five feet away from you and exactly, you can yeah. you can see them. Yeah, yeah. And then you different. try to convince someone else to buy them for you. <laughs> right. Okay, you gotta get them. Like uh you know when, when we strike, can I <laughs> um okay let's do this let's get to what we learned last week i'm getting like a million texts right now from matt that the server, yeah, that the server's down yeah so i, I got go the same texts yeah okay. I'll, I'll let so know. here we go what we learned last week what we learned last week all right chris why don't you kick us off real quick keep it brief sure uh so i learned last week that <clears throat> i think it's the wisconsin governor has this like weird uh it's almost like a veto power when a bill is on their desk where they can cross out certain parts of the bill to kind of make a new bill out of it. Mm-hmm. Like they can literally cross out half a sentence and and have it join the next sentence and completely change the meaning of oh, it. Wow. So I think this happened recently where there was supposed to be like a a bill to increase funding by uh, $300 a year for each student in their in their school system for the next X amount of years. Well, uh, the, the governor crossed out the dates in a way that guaranteed their funding for like the next 300 years mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. like that on accident no on purpose, on purpose. It, it's part wow. it's part of their power that's as, as in that state that's bizarre it's cool though yeah. i didn't yeah. know that that's nuts uh windsor what'd you got you got summer on the hudson yeah there's a film uh series up on like 96 no up on 72nd street in harlem on the west side that uh is doing outdoor film screenings that one of our feminine features hosts is working at and oh, hell yeah. uh, i saw enchanted out there and it's a really beautiful area where you can see out on the river they got the little blow up film screen it's very nice and what i learned this week is that they've taken the name trump off of all those um buildings facing jersey oh that used to have like all trump on them and okay. so actually it's really nice to be out there now hell yeah you don't you're not constantly reminded of uh of uh those times of those times well initially it was troubles the aggressive destroying of manhattan's west side for land development and then you know those times oh there you go uh for me 
Um, I wrote slits and walls because, you hmm. know, um, you ever walk by a building and like it's like brick. It's like you, you it's clearly brick, mm-hmm. but uh, it has these weird little plastic slits that are like maybe about uh, just like a couple inches tall and very, very thin. They're like these tiny little plastic slits every mm-hmm. so often. You ever see that before? Yeah. Yeah. So those uh, I didn't know this, but those slits indicate that that building isn't actually made of brick. That that is just one tall brick facade. Oh. It's actually bricks, but it's just one layer that's really tall of bricks and separated from the building a little bit. And the actual building is, uh, you know, made of whatever fucking plywood and foam, plywood and foam, and whatever the fuck it's made of. Um, and the reason those slits exist is to let any sort of water drain out of those little slits. Mm. So that way um, it doesn't create mold. It doesn't create like weakening, uh, weakened structural stuff. Uh, of the actual building. So uh, keep an eye out on that. If you go to 991 Willoughby, you'll notice that that building has those mm-hmm. slits. I used to live there. And uh, when I found out that that's what that was, I was like, damn, it wasn't even a real brick building. That sucks. <laughs> Wait, now are these the things that are called weep holes? Weep holes. That's wow. what they're called. Yes. I forgot their name. Weep holes. What a name. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, they're kind of cool. It's kind of a cool technology, but at the end of the day, it just, makes our infrastructure kind of worse because <laughs> we don't actually build real nice buildings Dad, anyway. whatever um all right chris uh bef- well before you say what wins or why don't you plug whatever you need to plug you know feminine features right me um yeah feminine features all the way at fem features pod on any social media uh, found wherever podcasts are found uh if you like movies you like chick flicks uh, listen to it. That's the place to go. And then if you want to tune into the Jewel Jackson debates, Sizzle, <laughs> Sizzle Reel 200. That'll be in uh, just over a year. Yeah. Oh, yes. Just Jesus. in, will it? Yeah, you're right. It will be, I guess, August or September. Like 13 months, 14 months. September of 2024. So start researching and prepping. And we'll spring it on him. Yeah. Not I've been <laughs> prepped we'll for ambush years. him. Yeah. Um, Chris. Where can the people find us? We are at Sizzle Real Gang on Twitter and Instagram. We are Sizzle Real Gang at gmail.com. We yes. are Sizzle Real Gang, the website.com and uh, new and improved. And Very of improved. course, of course, we have the Sizzle Real Cold Line. That is 332-333-4361. Call in. You got to do it. Yep. It's just the only thing We probably won't edit your message unless it's so long that it cuts you off. Yeah, keep it <laughs> to like 30 seconds. We don't need a fucking diatribe, all right? Um, but... <laughs> But yeah, that's it. Okay, I'm running very late. I gotta go play soccer. And uh, Chris, thank you for co-hosting. Of Windsor, course, thank you for coming. Yeah, thank, thank you, you Summer Sizzle. Well, I actually had a lot of fun this episode. Summer so. Sizzle is going fucking amazing. I think so. We gotta have Windsor back on. All right. I hope so. See you later. Bye. Yep. Productions Podcast.